Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to PZ85 Plays for the first time in a long time. I am your Game Master Double H. Um, so here's, here's, here's what we're doing. I said here's three times as well, and that tells you how long it's been since I've done this. Um, it is, thank you, thank you for that. It is, uh, it is a new year. Right. It is 2024. Uh, when we wrapped up 2023, uh, we were finishing up Cody's uh, Curse of Strahd campaign, which is what we played for the better part of. No, no, he's going to listen to this. Don't do that to the boy. You just ruined all the confidence. That I'm, he gained. Sorry. I'm sorry. 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 I'm sorry. We did that. Uh, we wrapped that campaign up in, in early December. And at that time, we had been planning what we're about to start uh, um, preparing tonight for you uh, for a while as, as our next campaign. But because it was Christmas, because we had a busy month uh, early on in December on, on, on PC85, especially in Extras and Epilogues, oh, having a so double much. feature December, yeah. so much was going on. We said, you know, uh, let's not try to start a brand new campaign after a super long campaign right now. Uh, so we took, we took some time off. We took about a month off, which is the, I think the longest intentional break that we've taken on this show since we started this show in April of 2020. Um, with the intention of coming back in 2024 with something new, something big, something special. And that's what we're going to start tonight. So for some time now, um, you have heard Savage Worlds games on PZ85 plays. Uh, all of our horrors of Perryville games, all of those those original worlds that we uh, created around some existing modules there, um, all of those were played in, in the Savage Worlds system. Uh, what was, I think, the second Savage Worlds system, that's the Explorers edition. They released a new edition a few years ago called the uh, Savage Worlds Adventurers uh, edition, which is what we're going to be playing with for our next campaign. Uh but we're doing something a, a little different. So that's that's half of what you need to know. The other half is that I have, for a long time since I've been playing tabletop games, been obsessed with Deadlands. When I first came uh, came across the concept, heard of the concept of Deadlands, uh, it just touched a, a very uh, special part of my brain because this, this is very much uh, a combination of things that I love. It's sci-fi and it's Western. Um, and I, I'm getting ahead of myself. What I'm going to tell you now is that our next major campaign uh, is based in the Deadlands world. Uh, we'll talk more about what that is in just a minute specifically. But first, let me introduce the cast for our next game. Now, I'm not telling you what their characters are yet because some of that is likely to be decided here tonight. But here will be your players for our next uh, full-length campaign on PZ85 Plays in the world of Deadlands. Uh, please welcome first the co-owner and creator of Podzilla 1985, Mr. Shannon Young. Couldn't I knew wait. he wasn't going to talk. I, knew I he was couldn't do wait. That. Couldn't, couldn't wait. wait for it. He had to do it. I, uh, for the um, record, for the record, for everybody listening, yes, I did pay to get all of our soundboards back, um, just <laughs> just to to do that. So expect to hear a full liquor bar a lot in the next month, until, all the time until the trial runs out. Yes, at least one person will be very excited about that, but they're probably not listening anymore. No, she is not. Uh, <laughs> but in case she uh, is, join in case she is one more for her. Joining us live on location for this inaugural session zero uh, of Deadlands is the Kaz man in from California for the holidays and still hanging around live with Shannon. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years, but Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble this morning. Might have gotten somebody killed. Oh, that's McClintock. (laughs) I should know that. My dad that was, is a, was a, was a I was big fan. I was waiting for you to catch that. Uh, so I'm going to be completely honest with you. With these headphones I've got out of here, you had about 20% volume. 
even if you're right next to me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's right, right here, baby. There it is. I can hear it better now, yeah. Also joining us, making up the triad of people in the exact same house right now doing this show, is Lindsay Wolfgong. I am here, and I think I know what I'm doing. Oh, uh, that's okay. We're going to all figure out what we're doing tonight. <laughs> and finally, uh, joining us in a campaign for the first time since he recovered his beloved potted plant, if I remember correctly, unless I'm forgetting something, uh, is one Stephen Bright. Hello, Ebrinian. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I would, like to point out, uh, I would like to point out that you absolutely are fucking forgetting because he played Candle Obscura with us. I didn't that's want right. to say anything. He's that's the only right. One that He's the only one that lived. Right? That's he probably, is the only one that survived. That's, that's probably why you okay. don't remember him. You didn't have to write a tombstone <laughs> for him. You didn't have to engrave one. I loved that campaign, but it came and went so quickly that I honestly forgot that it was in between uh, uh, D&D sessions, in between acts of, of Curse of Strahd. Um, yeah, I did, by the way, we haven't talked about it, just as a quick aside, I did, from my, my wonderful wife, receive the full Candela Obscura uh, rulebook for Yay. Christmas. Um, and so I do plan on, on coming back to that at some point in time, because, man, it is... Uh, it's pretty, first of all, and it's very deep, very in-depth. What we ran as their quick start guide was literally just a very shallow version it of the game. so much more. There's so much more to it, and and uh, I haven't even really had a chance to sit down with it because uh, I've been prepping both my, my work game uh, and this game as well. So to, to give you all and uh, the listeners, I guess, a little bit of a, uh, a further look into what it is that we're going to be doing, Deadlands... Um, is a <laughs> Deadlands is kind of like Shannon, our friend Carl Havoc. It's yeah. a lot. He's a lot. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, uh, again, Tim Robinson. I just thought it was the land, <laughs> and then there was dead things. Yeah, it's a land of <laughs> yeah. the dead. Yeah. Well, that is that is true. Um, and I'm not going to get into all of the history right now, but again, it's a, a pretty great marriage of Western and sci-fi and horror and some steampunk. Um, basically what you need to know is that this is kind of an alternate history tabletop game. So splitting off from around the time of the old West, we're talking uh, mid 18 to early 1900s. Um, the American history book goes sort of out the window. Uh, one of the biggest events is, is that, uh, a series of Native American tribes come together to basically bring about hell on earth um, as they are continuously forced off their lands. Uh, they, they bring, they bring about a, a um, major supernatural force called the reckoning, um, which lives essentially in the hunting grounds, which is more or less a, an alternate plane uh, of earth. And they constantly want to come through. There's a version, an older version of Deadlands, which by the way has been around since like the mid 1990s. Um, called the reckoning where it's a version of it where they actually succeed and now you're playing in a post-apocalyptic setting well um, in this one important to note it's it's not vengeance that these guys want it's a reckoning it's a reckoning yeah it's so in in the version that we're playing that has not come to pass necessarily uh just yet but because the beginnings of it have happened the world and uh, mainly the americas uh where all of this is taking place is slowly but surely being warped. The weird things that you hear about as sort of like tall tales out on the trail are probably real in some way. And yet most, uh, much like Candela's hero was, most real normal folk don't know that weirdness is about. They believe it to be tall tales and things that have been spun down from their, their family through generations. 
So uh, the, the first example of it really coming to pass in a big way uh, is in the midst of the Civil War, the Battle of Gettysburg, one of the bloodiest battles in, in history in general, especially in American history as brother fought brother. Uh, in this version of the world, when the fighting was about half over, the dead all got back up. And they fought for themselves and neither any particular country. Um, that, that's one of the first major events that is recorded historically to, to give you an example of what it looks like. This also brings about the end of the Civil War pretty quickly um, because, of course, the both sides realize they're going to have to work together again if they're going to survive this, uh, plus a great deal of other things. Now, that doesn't mean that the Confederacy is completely dropped. There are still people who believe in its ideals and such, uh, but in a lot of ways... From there, history diverts um, pretty greatly. Think the the American West, but with again these these constant tales of um, of weirdness and strange things out in the night and the darkness. Uh, the other major innovation is the discovery of something called ghost rock. And I, for what it's worth, I'm doing this all off the top of my head. So uh, I know Kaz has been looking at this a lot. If, if I need to be fact-checked, fact-check me because I don't have it all in front of me right now. Um, <laughs> Ghost Rock, essentially, what you need to know about it is that it is discovered around the same time that the prospector boom really picks up. Um, gold and silver and, and all of that, all the mining that's ongoing out on the West Coast. Um, but Ghost Rock burns about a hundred times brighter than every bit of coal uh, that's ever been brought up and hotter and more powerfully. Um, it is called that because it has like a gray pallor and it releases this sort of ghostly whale sort of sound when it is burned. Um, the reality of it, again, behind the scenes is that this is quite literally the manifestation of the Reckoners trying to come through from the other side. And so these are basically compressed souls, um, but they lead about a, a basically an industrial revolution before it should happen, meaning that we get a lot of technology in the world of Deadlands in the, the American West and the Wild West that wouldn't have existed at that time. A lot of uh, over-the-top scientific inventions. There are uh, crude sort of like motorcycles when it comes to, to vehicles. Uh, in terms of weaponry, there's Gatling everything. People are mm -hmm. able to carry um, Gatling pistols and shotguns, like handheld versions of those types of, of weaponry. Um Mad science is afoot, basically. Ghost Rock is not all good news, of course. Um, again, because it is indeed uh, imbued with evil, for lack of a better term, energy. Um, those who are exposed to it for too long can contract Ghost Rock fever. Those who uh, ingest it in any way, even more so, and it can cause more harm than good in a lot of ways. So... These are just a few ways in which the world of Deadlands is different from the reality of our history... And that will sort of shape uh, who who your characters are going to be. We good up to here? Anything yeah. need to be clarified? No, no. Okay. Sounds good. And Kaz is, uh, he's showing me some of the Deadlands stuff. Because I haven't looked. All right, full disclosure for everybody listening. I have not looked at it much. I have looked at it a little, but not much. Mostly because I've been very busy lately. Anybody that knows me knows why. Um, I will be 100% ready for this, I promise. But uh, he's showing me some very cool things. I'm very excited about this. There is some cool stuff. <laughs> in this campaign and if it's <laughs> if any help to you hunter i'm the opposite of that mm -hmm. i've like probably read through both of these like guides a couple of times so yeah happy to help with like any filling in blanks yeah i and mean I the goal tonight the, um dungeon master side i stopped at that 
Okay, so so what I sent to you guys a little while ago was a, a handful of different links. The most important ones for our purposes tonight being, uh, let me go back and see what's available to you there. If you scroll up a little bit in the place chat, you have access to the Savage Worlds Adventurers Edition rulebook, which is the main thing you're going to need to build your character. Um, the book underneath that, that's uh, the the link underneath that in my Google Drive that's labeled Deadlands: The Weird West. That is the basically the player's handbook for that game uh, as well. Um, you can pretty well build a character straight out of there, but if you want to see some of the more traditional sort of edges and hindrances you can choose for your character, they're in the Adventurer's Edition rulebook as well. The The Weird West one also does make some clarifications on what is different. For example, your starting money is about half what a normal character starting money would be because, of course, in the West, things cost significantly less in the 1800s. Um, so instead of starting with $500, your character starts with $250 to, to buy gear and such. Um, and then the third one is the... The, the player's introduction. Now that is specifically for the campaign itself, which is something I'm going to get into now before we start talking about building characters and what we need to know for them and, and those sorts of things. Uh, so the, uh, sorry, I heard something, but I couldn't, I didn't make it all out. Oh, that was me. I was just going to say, I, um, if, if anybody wants to use a template, uh, there's not a lot of like character sheet templates out there that are worth the shit. Um, so I just use that Google Doc. Yep. Yeah, Cas posted a Google Doc that's in the the Discord, and you guys can absolutely feel free to copy his template. It covers um, basically what you need to know. Now, Cas, have you uh, scaled this one up to seasoned? No. To make him a seasoned no. character yet? That's why I wasn't okay. Sure so there'll still be leveling or advance was going to be um, like we were talking about in the chat. Uh, yeah. So like so. Some, so basically you're going to start as seasoned characters the easiest way to do that is to start building tonight to start as a novice character and then automatically advance them up to seasoned meaning you get i think four advances if i remember correctly nice yeah because by the time that you're a seasoned character you are at your fourth advance so basically we will create novice characters and then we will advance them four times on the spot such that when we start the first official episode you know see uh, session one uh next week then you will have then a an, a seasoned character i still have this sheet from when we did our horrors of perryville also um that one is probably geared toward the explorers edition because that's yeah. what we were using for the longest time uh yeah everything i found that was for the weird west you had to pay for and i wasn't doing that <laughs> no there's no reason to do any of that um i don't i don't see anything here that immediately reads to me as no you couldn't use that but we might find that to be the case as we go through it so um you could probably at least start with it and then just kind of fill in the blanks as as necessary is it um, would it be worth kind of like explaining do we want to do any of the attribute stuff tonight or you want to kind of like get baseline character backgrounds? Like I, I would love to get characters built. I mean, if we have the time for it, I'd love to have characters fully built by the time that we're done here. And then if we need to make additions and changes along the way, sure. Um, but I think it's, it probably starts with kind of describing the character that you want yeah. and then trying to build the character around that. Are you doing, did you want to do the, the deck of cards thing or just let people choose their own kind of hindrances and edges? 
Oh, yeah, no, you get to choose your own. Deck of cards I'm only planning on busting out for dealing out action cards when it's time for combat. Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I kind of, like, clearing that part up about, like, if people are thinking about their character personalities or drives, the hinder hindrances is a list of yeah. things that you can choose that help give flavor to your character. And well, Go ahead. So, so for what it's worth, when we played all the horrors of Perryville game games used Savage Worlds, and it hasn't changed that much from Explorers to Adventurers. It uses the same system, yep. so they've they've created characters that are are built like that before with the edges and hindrances. You guys have, right? If yeah. I remember correctly, yeah, it's the same. yeah. I think yeah, it's been uh, a while. I, I think for this ep episode zero, at least the stuff that we're going to put on the internet. I would say uh, introductions to the characters and uh, the introduction to the story a little bit, and I think off yeah. camera we should like build the characters. I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away for the people that are listening, and also I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not into the tabletop stuff as much as everybody else. Brian Tanner is probably listening to this, going like, "Don't take that away from me. Don't take away my ability to hear <laughs> stats." But you're just gonna have to wait for it. So. Right, and I mean, you'll hear them over the course of the, the sessions anyway because you're going to be calling out numbers and saying what right. you're good at and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't I don't hate that idea. What are we at right now? What's this, about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes right now? Uh, 20. <laughs> We're at 20 minutes already? 20 Holy minutes shit. already, yeah. Oh my God. You think I'd be better at timing than that. It's, it's the whole <laughs> so... Thing. So I'm gonna what I what I'm gonna do. Here's what I think we should do. I'm gonna run down a little bit about what you guys need to know about this campaign specifically, because yeah. what I was talking about is just kind of Deadlands at large. I'll talk a little bit about what to expect from this campaign and what you guys are gonna be doing. Um, we will sort of briefly talk about what you think you want your characters to be, uh, and then, like you said, I think we can cut the the recording there, and then we'll we'll do the building off air, and and that way we just have kind of a quick, easy introduction of what to expect. Uh, and then we can go through the other stuff together as a group afterward. Sound good? I like yes. that. All right. So here's what you need to know, uh, getting more specific out of just Deadlands at Large for our specific uh, campaign. What we're going to be playing over the course of however long it takes. I'm anticipating this to be a pretty long campaign like our Dawn of Defiance Star Wars campaign was, uh, like Curse of Strahd was. This is uh, a campaign that if you're interested in running, you can look up and grab from the the good folks over at Drive RPG. It is called Horror at Headstone Hill. Now, up front, I'll mention to you guys and to the listeners as well, those of you who've been listening or those of you who have played a game with me before know good and well that I start with a module. I very rarely stick to a module. So uh, please don't go reading it if you choose to to, to buy it. Uh, listeners, obviously, you guys don't read it at all. Uh, but don't read it and follow along and go, hey, you didn't do this right. No, I just didn't do it the way that the book said it could or should be done. Hunter, I um, have an exciting and, announcement, too. Uh-huh. And this is serious. I mean this. Um with episode one, we are going to go back to live streaming a couple episodes of the show per week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think we all agreed that something like this serves better as a live stream that people can see us and see yeah. uh, the, the table and stuff. So starting next week with episode one, we will be live streaming uh, this campaign yes. going forward. I've got some graphics made up for it. Um, it's going to be nice. very, very cool. And then just as a side note, we will also be live streaming uh, horse time from now on. So live streaming yeah. is coming back to PZ85 and it starts next Tuesday with the first episode of, of this uh, campaign. 
or or potentially next Monday. I feel like you might have missed that conversation, but we'll no, talk about I, it. I saw it. Bit. I just didn't put two and two together because <laughs> uh, in my head I was like, well, yeah, but we'll record it Monday and then post it Tuesday. Well, that doesn't. That's not how live streaming works. Live streaming, live. live streaming is real time. Yeah. This well, is second episode. That, that actually, that might be yeah. kind of cool. Hey, if yeah. you want, if you want to tune in and see it live, you got to watch on Monday next yeah. week. Uh, well, I guess we can get into that real quick yeah. now because we're probably going to be recording early next week instead of on Tuesday. So if you want to see it live and in person, watch it on on Facebook on our Facebook page uh, on Monday. And then if you want to listen along, you can do that starting on on Tuesday. Yeah, that works. Um, this is the second. Episode and then normally, recently, that I just wanted to like push the brakes and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, but. <laughs> normally exactly. normally lately or normally after that i should say going forward we will ideally it'll all be on on tuesdays but next next tuesday we got a little conflict anyway so horror at headstone hill here's what you guys are allowed to know up front what the listeners are allowed to know um i'm gonna give you some some kind of uh overarching stuff and maybe some more specifics that I can talk to you about. Uh, and then we'll talk about maybe what kind of characters you plan on making as much or as little as you like, or as you have, if you really just have the basic framework and you're not fully sure how it's going to look yet, then that's fine. We can try to narrow some stuff down or we can just leave it very vague or very specific. Like I said, Kaz is, is pretty well ready to go. So my character um, just likes opening his coat. It's a throwback. No, that's the last show. Oh, oh it's a different show. That this was, a, a that, was show. that was the other one. That was a different guy. Also, also you guys right now, time. Straight up look like you're in the witness protection program, Kaz especially. If his voice was distorted, I, I would I, I could hear it just be like, I just I, I don't know I don't I don't know what I can say here. I also I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about. People can't see it, but the fact that Kaz is wearing red and I'm wearing blue, it just there's something eerie about that. It's like raw <laughs> really, smack. Really pops. Yeah. Really pops. Well Shannon, Groban likes his ladies to pop, so yeah. who does? No. Yeah, Grogu. Yeah, he likes, Grogu his, ladies. likes his ladies. Grogu. Yeah. Grogu likes his ladies. Yeah, Michael Grogu. <laughs> I don't have time to change names right now. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so horror in Headstone Hill. Here's what you guys need to know. Wild wind hisses through frosty sagebrush. Knife sharp clouds cross a blazing white moon. And in the quaking aspens that fringe the foothills, a shivering clatter draws the traveler with its siren song. Danger is everywhere, even in plain view. Welcome to Wyoming territory, amigo, where there's nothing to fear except damn near everything. In May of 1884, a heap of trouble is brewing out west in Uinta County. Folks have been going missing in the vast Aspen Forest near Heaston Hill, and now even the U.S. agent sent to investigate has vanished without a word. A shadowy organization called the Twilight Legion has put together a posse to sort things out. That's you guys. If you're reading this, or hearing this in this case, your cowpoke is soon to be on their way to the wild west of Wyoming. Everything you're about to hear is what your character knows before the story begins. Okay, so one thing I want to stress up front is that this is... Um, a sort of sandbox style campaign. Uh, this was something that was also true of Curse of Strahd, uh, but I think in the end, Cody would agree with me that knowing that up front is more beneficial than kind of trying to discover it over time. So while there is an overarching story that your characters are going to be involved in from the get-go, from the very beginning, uh, there is, it's also 
the case that there are lots of little plot threads that you can choose to pick up on or drop uh, at your interest level, at what you think your character would do. And if it's something that characters don't pick up on, then it either simply doesn't happen or it happens off screen. What you do take focus on, those are the kinds of things that I'm going to put more attention on, okay? So I want you guys to know before we actually get into the game, this is a great session zero note, that... The story is really kind of up to you. While there is an overarching story that's intended to play out one way or another, the things that happen between here and there are very much uh, sort of up to you. In a little while, if not tonight, definitely by the beginning of the next session, I will give you a map of both uh, Uinta County. This is what I was uh, joking about earlier. It's U-I-N-T-A, and it is pronounced Uinta. Um Yep, I'll give you a, a map of Uinta County so you can kind of see where all the different little settlements and features are around it, as well as a map specifically of Heaston Hill, which is basically, um, for lack of a better term, the capital of that area. There's lots of little towns. Heaston Hill is the big one. Um, and this is, of course, where that agent I was alluding to earlier has has gone missing. Um, you'll also get your hands on a letter from a renowned reporter from the Tombstone Epitaph, which is the main paper uh, of the, the Wild West, uh, basically making an appeal specifically to your group to help out with this issue. Um, a look at that agent who went missing by the name of George J.A. Reege. Um, and some newspaper clippings. Uh, you'll get to look at some some specific articles from the Heaston Hill Examiner, from the Terrytown Omen, which is also from that same area over in uh, Uinta County, uh, and even the, the Tombstone Epitaph itself. Okay, So here's something to know as you create your characters, and since... Most of you played uh, in, in uh, Arcandela Obscura game. This is kind of going to sound familiar. It's kind of ironic. Your character is one of the few who know that monsters and magic and all of those things that go bump in the night are real. They have survived to tell the tale and have been since then inducted into a secret organization of hunters known as the Twilight Legion. So they're not the bad guys. Uh, members of the Legion have developed a few sort of unobtrusive ways to identify one another and maintain secrecy, which might be important for you to keep in mind. Uh, ways for you to communicate with each other and potentially other members if you believe someone to be uh, a member of the Legion as well. The verbal or sort of spoken written uh, as well phrase is lux in tenacity which is Latin for light and darkness. Again, sound familiar? Um, this would identify the user as a member of the Twilight Legion. A lot of people use it as part of their signature on a letter or a telegraph. Um, there is also sort of a, a handsome one. I don't know how easily I can show you what this looks like, but basically the official symbol is supposed to be kind of a half-set sun. So if your character were to make a fist with their hand and then bisect it, with their other hand, their their palm, kind of put it in front of it to make it look like one half of it. Or you can put it forward that way as well. Um, that is meant to symbolize that someone is a member uh, of the, the Twilight Legion. If you were to do it more subtly, obviously it's kind of easy to pull off in public um, without looking suspicious. Um, I don't want to delve too much into all the specific little uh, individual groups, but worth noting that officially the United States agency um, is that who tracks down counterfeiters, insurrectionists, seditionists, corrupt officials, all of that. Um, they also are aware of these kind of insidious evils, those who walk among the rest of us but are kind of tainted in some way. Um, then you step down to the U.S. Marshals. They enforce the state laws. The Rangers enforce territorial laws. Uh, and a lot of times they kind of cross over into each other's jurisdictions. Um, 
Given the nature of how weird the Weird West is, though, a lot of times those law dogs are basically hunting down genuine monsters instead of uh, just uh, your run-of-the-mill criminals. There's, again, a lot of overlap between those organizations. And for uh, what it's worth, you would note that your character can be actually part of them. You could be a Texas Ranger. You could be a U.S. Marshal. Um the thing is that agents basically focus on things that look and pass as humans in towns and cities. Marshals and rangers are more likely to handle the sort of creatures in the less settled parts of the frontier. But overall, there's a lot of evil in the world, and authorities are always shorthanded, which is why the agency has asked the Legion, again, a secret, more of um, civilian side of things, to step in and help find this missing Agent Reach of theirs who is somewhere in uh, Heaston Hill. Okay? Um... I don't think it's really super important that we delve all the way into the history of Uinta County right now. I'll let you guys read that on your own unless you want me to to run it all down. The main things for you to know, uh, it is a wild Wyoming mountain country. Most of it is at least a mile above sea level. So this is not necessarily the dust-covered Wild West town that you might expect. While it is still very much the Wild West, it's surrounded by aspen pine forests. It's often very cold. Um, yes, there's that, you know, dusty main road in, in every town, but um, it's not, you're not heading out into the desert afterward, right? This is mining country, basically. Um, there are two river valleys that basically uh, set the geography for the county itself. The Bear River's in the west, Black Fork of the Green River is in the east. Uh, mostly, again, Uinta's residents are miners. There's loggers, there's trappers, there are some railroad employees of Denver, the Denver Pacific line. Um, more and more, there are ranchers and farmers. The ranchers raise cattle and sheep primarily in that area. There are some uh, Native American bands that migrate through there seasonally. Um, that would be the Eastern Shoshone, the Bannock, and the Ute. Uh, one of the big things that you would know before you would arrive, and we'll talk more about this in that first session, uh, is the discovery of the headstone nugget, which was found in this Heaston Hill area. So back in January, a couple of years prior, uh, down on his luck prospector named William Phoenix dug out a 66.6 pound of ghost rock uh, from the Uinta foothills. Next thing you knew, uh, there were miners all over the place that were swarming over the bluff where he found it, which was known locally as Terrytown Bench. It basically looks like a big bench uh, up over what was, again, originally known as Terrytown. Um, but following those independent miners came along the Heaston Mining Company. Deep pockets and extensive water flume extraction systems are what followed them. Jerem Heaston, who is the owner, basically brought the town of what came to be known as Heaston Hill. It was Terrytown before. Uh, lots of new improvements, not just his name, but electric lights on Main Street, uh, as an example. Um, the problem, though, is that there's been a very persistent and troubling pattern of conflict between Heaston's employees and the local miners, and it's only getting worse. Uh, the biggest issue is that the Headstone Nugget, the namesake originally of the town, uh, has gone missing, and rumors are going left and right about who might have taken it. Okay. Um, Every other bit of information in that initial document that I sent you guys is basically hotspots around Heaston Hill, since it is the main settlement uh, in Uinta County. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to run those down one by one. If there's anything specific you want to know about, any people you think you might uh, want to visit when we first get there or that you might have something to do with, um, you you let me know, and we'll we'll talk about it over the course of this character discussion. So... 
Basically, uh, to sum all of this up, your characters are part of the Twilight Legion. They've been brought together in that way, uh, much the way, again, that a circle might be in, in Candela Obscura. Um, <clears throat> you have been asked and tasked, I guess I should say, uh, by the, the Rangers to uh, help find this missing U.S. agent, George J.A. Reeg, R-E-E-G is his last name. Um, it is known that he went missing from uh, Easton Hill, and basically you are sent there to, to figure out what's going on. All these other things are just things you would know on the uh, along the way there, things that your characters would know by the time they got there. Okay. So any questions about any of that that I can clear up right now? I'm tired of dealing with minors. <clears throat> Am I, I in ER? Am I in ERS? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Not ors, ers. <laughs> well, they're well, they're looking for or. Let's not get too confused here. Oh God! Oh, God. God. Looking for toilet sounds. <laughs> Under the slide for Jeffrey. Okay. <clears throat> slide and just give Jeffrey a slide. Um, <laughs> so. Really, guys, that, that's most of the, the stuff that I needed to put out there so that you know and so the listeners know kind of what to expect. Um, where do we want to start in talking about characters? Should we start with Kaz, since Kaz pretty well is, is fleshed out at this point? Yes, Kaz, step up to the microphone. I, so, uh, by okay, the way, Kaz, for those of you listening, Kaz and I are sharing a <coughs> microphone right now. That's why we both sound so weird. Do, do we sound <laughs> so, Kaz, weird? if you would... Well, you sound like you're in an open air room. That's the difference. It's just because the, oh, the the it's fine. It's fine. Get up near your cheek. It's fine. Get up close. Get up That's real close, close to each other. Get all up there. Okay, so Kev, tell us about your character. Um, share share as much as you like. You do absolutely do not have to share everything. Uh, if there are things that you like to keep secret, especially from the people that will eventually here be part of your team, you're welcome to do that. Um, you don't even really have to get into all the stats if you want to, because, no. again, they're going to change since we're going to advance them up to seasoned. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Phineas Thatcher Kane. Yep. So, as you had alluded to, Phineas Thatcher Kane is his name. He goes by Finn. Um, and his personality uh, is kind, and he's a kind and curious man. Uh, welcoming and warm, rarely meeting a stranger. Finn is interested in all things mysterious and remains loyal to a fault. While he can be a oh, that just went south. Sorry. sorry. There we go. <laughs> uh, he can be a bit eccentric, with a nonsensical kind of self-deprecating sense of humor, and he maintains kind of a calm and carefree attitude, which is actually probably a little too calm and carefree. Uh, this kind of confounding nonchalance, uh, nonchalance often leads to challenging uh, situations, but. He's resourceful, and uh, but one of the key things is he doesn't really resort to direct violence, often kind of preferring to incapacitate or escape. So that'll be something worth kind of like for everybody to think about is Finn ain't going to try and kill something, so I might need some saving. <laughs> now, <laughs> do you – I'm, I'm looking through – oh, yeah, I see it. Okay, you you do actually literally have the pacifist hindrance. Yes. Uh, so, yes, yeah. actually, I'll make that note, like – you can choose hindrances, but with me, I went a little overboard. I chose a lot of hindrances just to kind of like give my character a lot of kind of personality. So he's loyal to a fault. That's one of the hindrances. So a strong sense of loyalty will go to great lengths to protect and help friends. So I'll be there for all of you. 
And then he is a bit of a pacifist. So he avoids violence whenever uh, possible, preferring to find peaceful means. So while I will be there for you, if things get really murderous, I won't be there for you. Oh, so he's a Democrat. <laughs> Open the door for Fuck. the peace to get in. Um, so it, uh, he's curious by nature, sometimes a little too curious, and finds himself kind of getting distracted by new and interesting things. Um, leads into some dangerous situations. Um, and he's, But he's very, very laid back. Relaxed personality. Sometimes others perceive him as not taking things serious enough. Um, he can kind of under... Uh, um, um, what's the word here? I, my, my brain stopped working. Um, anyway, he, he, can, he, he can be like not ready for certain situations. Now, he oh, grew yeah. up in the Midwest. Hi, hi. Go ahead. Underprepared. Underprepared. What, what you were going for. Yeah. Um, now, he grew up in the Midwest. His family is kind of well-to-do. Um, and one of the key things as he grew up, he was like, immersed in countless hours of like folklore, mythology, paranormal stories, things of this nature. Now, Hunter, do you want me to tell kind of like what brought him to the West? Sure, okay. if you like. Um, now, this is all kind of like stories from the wild and dangerous West. His, his father, uh, predominantly, but his mom and his dad both kind of told him these stories. And that started as kind of like a childlike fascination with strange, unexplained situations. So... That turned into an obsession following the disappearance of his, of his parents. Now, this event, a bit shrouded in mystery. We'll get into it more as we go through the campaign. But uh, the, the Kane family themselves are known to be kind of connected to this Twilight Legion. And even though Finn himself made his way into the group via the kind of the Explorer Society, the depth of his parents' involvement and his understanding of that um, and why they, were, they disappeared is still kind of protected secret. So he doesn't know a lot about it. Um, he kind of blames himself for that tragedy, tragedy and kind of being unsolved and refuses to go home until he kind of can solve that. Now, his journey west kind of intertwines this, this redemption story, um, looking for answers, kind of uncovering the truth in the Wild West, mostly believing that exploring and publicly kind of exposing the strange phenomenon of the West, he can get knowledge and power needed to kind of confront whatever it was that was responsible for their disappearance and at the same time hopefully like bring light to the the weird freaky stuff going on so he can protect others from that happening is uh i don't think we talked about this and i i don't see it noted specifically so i'm, I'm curious the, the way that creating characters in this game uh works is not uh, sort of like D and D traditional where you, you pick a class and then your character is that, you know, you pick a rogue and then they're a thief and that's what they do. Um, a lot of this is really just conceptual. And then you kind of build the character you want around them. That said, if you were to look over the kind of the Western concepts from that making heroes section there is, is Finn effectively a muckraker? Is he effectively a reporter technically like by trade to some degree? The way I was thinking about it, he's, he was an explorer kind of part of that explorer okay. society. But trying to figure out, like, which of those I wanted, I was thinking, and I wanted to put this by you and totally open yeah. to saying no. But predominantly an explorer, but a part-time muckraker. So, like, he's exploring, looking for yeah. these different creatures and so forth, but occasionally does kind of like some some freelance journalist uh, throws an article toward the, the tombstone epithet on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially because, again, <clears throat> that's kind of the benefit of, of the way on. that... Yeah, the, the way that um, I love that. That's good. Hold on to that. Um, the the way that that 
Savage Worlds and, and Deadlands in particular sets this up. Again, the, the concept doesn't really dictate any stats. You get the same stats to build from. You get to choose where you put them and, and how skilled you are at certain things. So building the character around that, obviously, for a flavor sense, um, makes sense to pick a, a particular type. But I, I like the idea of being able to kind of blend, too. He's an explorer first. He's uh, he's a muckraker when it's necessary. Basically. Right, that's how he kind of makes um, money. Um, because yeah. since everything fell apart with the family. It doesn't really have a lot of like finances to fall back on. So yeah, it's the difference between who you are and what you do. Your job is not necessarily who you are in this case. And that's, yeah, I like that. Explore, explorer by nature, muckraker by trade. I do like the yeah. ass Thatcher column. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm serious. Hold on to that. That's going to be, we're going to address that on a regular basis. I believe anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just saying I love having a mechanic to pick up where we last left off, and that has already triggered my <laughs> my interest. Um, okay. Yep. Did you want to address go no, sorry, the, go ahead. Uh, the items thing, or I want to? We can hold on to that. I, yeah, let's do that off air because I still I still want to talk to these guys about how we're planning on doing that, and then nail down yours specifically because um, there's some options about how it works and all that. I know we talked about a couple ideas. I want to want to figure that out uh, after the fact, so we'll hold on to that for now. Anything else that we need to know about the character up front? Um, or that you want us to know? That's what I'm kind of looking to see. Nothing specific. Uh, as far as appearance, um, tall and lean, kind of tussled, brown hair. Um, he does kind of wear more of like a, a formal wear, like a, coming from a big city to the west kind of guy, so more roughly than hardened. Um, wears glasses. Kind I'm stealing wire spectacles see on one of your pictures here and i'm going to throw them in the discord in case anybody doesn't have the document open that's one of the ones from the from the character sheet yeah, yeah. and from that that's pretty much it oh nope nope actually no i want to hold on to the rest of it all right very good so that's uh that's finn that's phineas thatcher kane um anybody prepared to go next anybody have a, an idea of what they are planning on doing here? Yeah, I'll I have go a... next. Oh, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Steve, Steven goes, yeah, I, uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I'm Steven, still thinking of uh, what I want to do. So. Steven, get yours ready, because here's what I've got so far. Nothing. Um, <laughs> going to be a stream of Can I be a time traveler? No. Can I... Be a cowboy who <laughs> thinks he's a time traveler. Yes. That would be hilarious. Can it? Yes. You're, you're a mad Very much so. mad scientist. I mean, there, there are definitely a handful of, of hindrances that, that play into that. Okay, that would so, be like so you know, I, delusions and that kind of thing. Steven's response to that makes me worried I might be stepping on his toes. Here's all I'll say. I, I don't really... <laughs> I don't have anything planned. All right. I've got a couple ideas of what I kind of want to be. Um, talking about the Twilight Legion is what it was, was Twilight Legion, right? Yep. Um, yep. It very much sounds. You are a legionnaire as a member of the group. It, it very much sounds almost like a paranormal FBI. So my yep. immediate thought went mm -hmm. to a Fox Mulder like character, uh, someone sure. obsessed. But then Kaz's character sounds very much like that too, trying to find, you know, the. Trying to fi figure out what that yeah. yeah, but I'm doing it more explored. There is actually like lawmen type of thing. Yeah, yeah, a, a lawman. Mm -hmm. Think Fox Mulder in the West. That's one idea that I've got. Obsessive, Shannon, um, violent. Like, Shannon, can I can I can I pitch an idea to you that might yeah. be very cool? And I know this is I I, I don't want to 
I want you to do what you want to do, but sure. with Kaz playing a, a Fox Mulder type character and he's kind of the explorer and outside the law and all that, um, even if it was a male character, you could be the Scully to his Mulder. The one that doesn't like, believe you in could, these things? The one that's trying you could to play the, disprove? Not, not so much that doesn't believe, but consider, like Kaz said, like you, more critical. because you can be a lawman. Yeah, someone who's more critical of it. I know these things are real, but it's not... Uh, but not everything is not this from, thing. And I'm yeah, they're not from fantastic. space, or they're right. not from you know hell or whatever. Yeah. It's just people playing around with shit they shouldn't play around with, yeah. and very pragmatic. We need to to destroy these things or collect them and study them. It's and not I a know. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah we're I not here to explore. Them. We're here to contain and deal with. Yeah. So the, the the in my head, the character I'm thinking of is he he looks like a beefed up Timothy Oliphant to Justified, for one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he and it's the personality take a Dana Scully's scientific approach to the you know to to these things, and he is a lawman, right. and combine it with Elliot Stabler's explosive anger and oh, um, Elliot Stabler from Law and Order SVU, <laughs> by the way, the best character, of all, yeah, one of the best characters of all time. So he is he's kind of a brutish, intelligent but brutish law dog. Cass just pulled it up; he's a law dog. He's uh yeah. he, he's as close to a Wyatt Earp or Virgil Earp I guess would be more likely in this uh, yeah, as you're gonna get. He's a little bit older. I'd say he's in his uh, mid to late forties. Um, good looking guy, but rugged. You can tell he's seen some shit. That's yeah. one idea. The other idea I had is I kind of wanted to play an Indian. I could have f- okay. fun with an um, Indian. Maybe it's uh, the same guy. Maybe he's you, Indian. You can you can be both. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing stopping you from being uh, and, and, he, and, and he has we're going to use the term Indian here, just so we're clear. Native the book American. uses yes. the term Indian. Yeah, it, it's, it's okay. They, yeah. they are interchangeable in this case. I will occasionally say one or the other. I mean the same thing. I, I feel like, especially when you're talking about this time period, the lingo would be Indian. It wouldn't be Native American. Right. But we're obviously exactly. not trying to offend anybody or say anything wrong. That's uh, that's American what I mean. Indians. I want to make it clear that's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that could, be, that could be why he's so brutish and violent is because he has had to deal with the racism of being native yeah. american um especially with what you said with the reckoning and all that like they, they probably look at him with a uh with a side eye they don't trust him yes um so he has yeah, especially anybody in the know yeah all right well that sounds pretty good uh, i won't say much more so just, for, for so there are there are uh sorry, sorry. go ahead Cass. Just i'm still looking at something you're fine um the concept of the south and the racism of the civil war and everything in this version yep yeah came to a close during the Civil War because in this particular world, correct me if I'm wrong, America kind of, they that got squashed, and then they went yes. and fully squashed it as we should have in reality. Uh, yes. So yep. that form now, of, now, like, hostile racism hidden in the corners and so forth that comes back to raise up is not the concept in this world. Racism is still there, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But it's not yeah. the foundational personality of the South anymore. No, but you no. will, will, and, and you will anyone, definitely see people it will who... be there. Or like that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much not regional. Right. It, it's, it's as close to the idealistic version of what you get today. Ideally, none of it would exist at all. But the way it's treated in this is people who think that way, and especially who are loud and proud about it, are treated as fucking morons by is. most people. Yep. Because there's there it's at this it's point, especially in this world, it's ill. It's not just illogical. Um, because it's stupid in the first place, it's illogical because literally there was no way for the human race to survive if people didn't come together to deal with what was happening. Um, 
probably Native Americans still get the the bulk of it, just because again, those who are in the know blame American Indians sort of for what happened, or they might have some you know understanding of of why what some of their ancestors' involvement was and why things are shitty now. Well, Shannon's um, and, background, his lineage was actually involved in it. I say I am Native American myself, so <laughs> you I come from a long, he was, he your was there. Ancestor um, was the one that held the uh, shit. The, uh, hell, maybe I'll combine it. I mean, <laughs> I, I my my legitimate background, as far as we're concerned, because I've never taken the test, and if I believe it, it's true, is um, Native American and Irish ancestry. So maybe we could play with that. I mean, it literally says in that book that the Irish and the Native American, you know, historically in the Old West, were not uh, were not very fond of so. Um, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll just play me, but without the depression oh. <laughs> and with more abs. Something, <laughs> something you you'll want to make a distinction on, and I it'll be an edge that you'll choose actually to to make that distinction. Um, is the the differentiation between agent? Or are you thinking again part of the the U.S. agency? They're kind of the more they're closer to the Men in Black kind of shadowy. They root yeah. out sedition, treason, espionage, corruption, uh, basically stuff that might start another c- uh, civil war. They're very secretive. They don't usually step outside their their local ranks. They don't or they're outside of their ranks. Basically, they avoid dealing even with the local law. The other version would be a territorial ranger. That makes you a marshal, basically. So you're responsible for one of the eight territories, Arizona, California, Idaho, Montana, New Mexico, Washington, Wyoming, uh, or Alaska. Uh, and then Texas, of course, that gives their their history of the organization there. Um, these guys are more of the hunting down thieves, bandits, deserters, uh, basically fugitives from justice. Um, now, the epitaph, the Tombstone Epitaph, a major newspaper, uh, often claims that they hunt stranger prey, but, you know, those are just bedtime stories right it's that kind of thing um yeah so we'll make sure they are just to kind of (laughs) give some clarification to the character and you're welcome to kind of hold this close to vest but for the indian characters they have shaman warrior like specifically Mm -hmm. if you wanted to but there is like if you want to lean into the agent side i I think the agents i think the the native american i like the idea of native american and irish like having someone who is so out of place in the west Mm -hmm. Like these, a lot of these characters in this story that we have, like with your character, I'm sure Lindsay and Steven's character, they're out of place in the sense that they are eccentric personalities. Yep. This character's out of place just by by who he is. You're culturally out of place. He's culturally out of place. place. Yeah. He he right. is uh, he is in a strange place simply because of the blood inside of him, and he uh, I think that is what kind of makes him unique. But otherwise, he's a very I mean he's a lawman. He's um, he's obsessed with getting his guy and with finding the truth. But uh, I like the idea that he's a little dismissive that everything is a monster or that everything is this. There has to be an explanation and, for these things. Um, and, and he's going to figure to it me, out. And to me, that leans more toward being a territorial ranger rather than a member of the, the agency straight out. I think being a ranger would fit that really well. And importantly, you do not have to be a Wyoming ranger, even though that's where the story is taking place. You could be from another district and they could basically call you into this area. Yeah. Cause he's the best. So at, he's the best in the world of what he does. He's, he's the best at what he does. And he's what he does is very nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's, I, that's totally up to you. And I'm also going to come up with the most like mixed, uh, like name, uh, it'll be like first name Irish, last name Native American. Running Bull. Yes. McCleary. It'll be like Cassidy Thunderblood or something. 
<laughs> not what about quite. Thunder Cock? I don't hate it. Or, or you do the middle. You have the, the proper Wait, first and last name, but you also have your Indian Dude. name in the middle. I don't know. I'm thinking Cassidy Thundercock sounds pretty good, Stephen. That's a chicken. That's a chicken? Exactly. Chicken. <laughs> That's I think, all. I think it's a Lindsay, stormy chicken. Lindsay's bit got swept under the rug, but I, I, I like no, that. No, I heard I what like she said. Yeah, so basically. American name in the yeah, middle. Yeah, so like uh, it, I, I use the name Cassidy Flynn a lot, but I'm not going to use that. But in, in example, Cassidy Flynn, but in the middle it's like Cassidy, you know, running bull Flynn. I don't know. I'll look it up. Red Rock. You put Red Rock. <laughs> Cassidy Red, Red Rock. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Cassidy With a Red Rod. Cassidy Budweiser Flynn. We're going to Mars. We're going to Mars, bitch. Wait, who's the dude from Pinky Blinders? Uh, that is uh, Killian Murphy. Killian. Killian. Killian will be his first name. Deal. Killian's his first name. Um, I like it. I'll come up with the last name, but it's okay. So here's what we got: Killian. He's a mix of Native American and, and Irish blood. Uh, he's a lawman who uh, knows what's going on, but doesn't think everything is that. And he's out. Uh, he's been called in to help with this and to maybe you know, prove maybe it's not this fantastical thing. Maybe it's got a better explanation. And uh, he's going to put things right because that's what he does We're with be an iron dick. Yes. 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 Iron Dick. Mulder, no. Mulder and Scully. Oh, yes. I, I love it. Except this I love it. Finn and Killian. Yeah. And Killian. I love it. Um, anything anything else you think might uh, and again, I know you haven't had a chance to look at all the mechanics and all that, but like, you think might be Okay. <laughs> and I'm not all even right. kidding. I'm not even kidding. That's a, That's a thing. Yeah, he he, he, That's a thing. he spends so, a lot of time in the uh, the old cat house. If you want um, I Kitty. will if you want while Steve is putting now. Thinking on his, we can look at hindrances here yeah sure um I, i'll tell you now before we get there and we'll talk more about it when it comes time to uh you know obviously get into the uh the game itself the the first proper session um there is a place in Heaston Hill, or a Headstone Hill, as it's sometimes called, uh, known as the Whispering Pines Fancy House. Uh, it's described by yeah. saying just a, just a just a short uh, blurb from it. And this is from the player introduction. You guys can can see all this. I'm not giving anything away. It says those looking for companionship should look no further than Mara McGillicuddy's quote unquote boarding house. And then it does not explain what it means by that, but you can probably guess. I'm going to have to create um, me a specific prostitute that he is uh, fond of. No, I'm serious. It's, it's like his, uh, it's, it's, it, she serves as both uh, lover and informant. Yeah, she's his weakness. She's like oh, the like only so Has he been oh, to Wyoming yeah. before then? Oh, yeah. He's traveled. Okay. He's traveled. Okay. The service so there. He's is. like, ah, it's good to be back. He loves going there. <laughs> he, he, it's, it's the only place in the surrounding area that's all you can eat. <laughs> so yeah yeah we'll we'll keep that in mind when it Kaz comes just time got to, it. To, just got it and plus what is, the name, a minute. what is the name of that place again it is the whispering pines fancy house i do know that one because that is the only place in wyoming that has a <laughs> well that's not true at all we're going to talk about a great many places in just Houston Hill itself you know, that have uh, oh, no. oh I wasn't in front of it shit uh, they all did wait I don't have access to that one another yeah. interesting yeah there it is yeah is you can there's have a bunch bad, of them that have bull a liquor bar. <laughs> you can have bad luck no I'm Irish well yeah <laughs> yeah it's luck of the Irish yeah not luck of the Indian Irish <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you only get half the luck. 
Oh shit. Okay. Uh, anything else, Shannon? Off the top of your head? Uh, no. I think we. I think this is a pretty uh, well round. Uh, his yeah. his sister was abducted. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, that's good. Just, wait, is that real, Ooh. or do you want to take the delusional hindrance? We'll talk about it later. Um, can I, can I, <laughs> there was a sister, and he has a. I, I would like to. He's he's got a pistol, and his pistol is his best friend. Pistolero. Um, he names oh, it. Oh yeah. I haven't named it yet. He's it a... Might be Ironcock. I think is what Steven said. Thundercock. Thundercock. Might be Thundercock. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Word talk on a regular basis. Yeah, he talks to the gun, and at first people think people think it's like a quirk, but he actually talks to the gun. A quirk. <laughs> the question is, does the gun, does the gun talk back? The gun, That's the question. The gun talks back. Right. He's really just a weapon. <laughs> he, yeah, well, so we, we, uh, he's brilliant, but guess, he's hiding the fact that he's also probably potentially crazy. <clears throat> Well, Kaz again came up with an idea that I, I really like. That we'll again we'll talk more about off the air um, about you guys having some. And in, so, infernal is basically the word for magic uh, in, in this setting. And about you guys kind of starting with a with an infernal device because um, he's got an idea for one for his character that I have basically tentatively approved with some some tweaks about how it works and and some ways to kind of temper it. Um, I I don't hate the idea that he talks to his gun because it does talk back because it has something to say. I don't I hate love it. That. I we'll talk about how that. that we'll talk about how that might work. And I, for the record, <laughs> before before we get into the show, and anyone goes, "Oh God, Shannon's playing a minority character. This could go bad." It can. I do. I would like to say, if anyone doubts my Native American blood, they should have met my father. Um, who looked yeah, about he as had native the facial Amer- features yeah. for sure. My dad was as Native American as it could get, and he was drunk all the time. <laughs> So also, you're only just drunk because your character, hey, you character, just because your character drinks and visits prostitutes, doesn't mean it has anything to do with him being Irish or Native American. Like most people in the Wild West, do those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he talks to his gun more than he talks to the prostitute. He says no speaking. And, and now, before we continue, I'd like to give you my impression of Lindsay's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's chair was anyway. surprised by what you said. <laughs> okay, right, that's all for me. That's so all for two me. down. Yeah, two down, two to go. What else can we learn about your characters tonight? Who wants to go next? Steven because I cut him off. No, it's okay. He's I I had a vague idea. Okay. I've been okay. going in and out of consciousness, but I have been picking oh, no. up on some things. It sounds like Steve is desperately trying to get out of that dark gray I've- mist. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, a lighter color actually um, <laughs> I think I'm thinking either like a deserter or okay I, I like the idea of uh seeing the horrors how long ago was the quake or whatever that like inciting incident in history um, with the dead rising that's that's a good question. Give me a second to do some math, and I'll try to to come up with a distinction for you there. Steven, um, my character also has seen the horrors. Ah, horrors, not horrors. Apologies, you forgot another. You forgot another R there. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, the only thing I hate about having PDFs of this is that sometimes it takes a hot second to kind of search them. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I figure, so, like, it's not too it's big been a, a It's been a little while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, war is war. It's fucking hell. So. <laughs> right. Right. So I kind of like uh, maybe going with that route. Um, I'm also thinking uh, sort of what Shannon was doing. It, but instead of the gun actually talking back to me, I want to be just legitimately crazy and insane, like a mad scientist or something. Okay. Um, so, um, if you, yeah, I was going to say, if, if you wanted to go the mad scientist route, um, <clears throat> I will tell you that basically playing a mad scientist or playing a huckster uh, in this setting is more or less the equivalent of playing like a wizard or a sorcerer in a, in a D and D campaign. And that's um, what I those are, gathered. So yeah. Yeah, they're they're it's that old bit of magic and science are basically indistinguishable when the tech is good enough, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening here. <laughs> even though it is steampunky tech, um, <clears throat> this is stuff that that has been imbued, um, if not always, the ninety nine percent of the time with Ghost Rock. So you're experimenting with shit you shouldn't be, basically mm-hmm. um, stuff that is almost always illegal in some form or fashion. But I mean, I like that. Right, right there from the from the uh, book, the mad scientist description says, "quote These eggheads use ghost rock to power their infernal devices and gizmos of steam and steel. Some believe them geniuses, others think them mad. They're probably both right." Alchemists are mad scientists, uh, chemical cousins. They synthesize potions to bestow seemingly magical benefits. So if you wanted to go a more specific version, it's that. But mad scientists in general kind of covers all of that. And then there's a very specific edge you take that gives you access to that kind of stuff. Um, If it is, and and I'll be honest, I haven't looked that closely into this edition. Um, Uh The very first Deadlands game that I ever ran, actually, uh, Shannon played in. He knows about this. Um, My wife, Sarah, played a a mad scientist in that one. My wife. Um, she played a mad scientist character who had access to what was basically a Tesla rifle. That's right. That's um, awesome. her, yeah, That's yeah awesome. her her initial uh, device that she created, and it takes it like in that edition anyway. It took a long time to build them. They're they're difficult to maintain, but when you uh-huh. have it, you pretty much have access to a magic power. So instead of being able to to cast a lightning bolt spell, she had a gun that would fire. It looked like a Tesla rifle and would fire lightning bolts, lightning more or less. Hell yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yep. And again, obviously, they're they're limited. It's not as easy as just picking up a pistol and shooting bullets, but um, right. it is far more effective and unique to you as well. Steven, so, does this character have any interest in shrubbery? Uh, say, uh, a, <laughs> potentially found, a potentially found, plant. not so much in the ground, but yes, yeah. around the home. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the plan. Could this be the so, origins <laughs> of the <laughs> plot? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So we're basically tying this to Fallout then. No, hey, is it completely <laughs> yeah. different? No. In the, only, in the only if you West, want maybe. to. Yeah, only if you want to. Everything's all of, I mean, I'm all up for ideas. So I didn't, I didn't plan on going that route. I will run by some other things I was thinking about. Talk it over with love. That is definitely. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, off the top of my head, if you're thinking pop culture examples of mad scientists, and again, they don't have to be from the, the weird West, you're just injecting right. them into that. I mean, the first one that comes to mind for me is Doc Brown, right? Back to the future. He's kind of, Whoa, he's kind of the classic no. mad scientist. I have to point out wait, wait, wait. while you were all naming names, Kaz said Dr. Emmett Smith. 
<laughs> yes. He's got the most racial yes. of any scientist. You, Dr. Emmett you, Brown. You got the first name. You got the first yes. name. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, oh, oh, I can have Emmett's fix it shop. Yes. And you can go fix Emmett. Hunter, I think of the great Dr. Frankenstein. Yes, yes, and that was going to be my next my next distinction is that um, whether whether you're talking about young Frankenstein and so it's very sort of comic and over the top, or again, literally Doctor Frankenstein, yeah, like I mean, bad who's, scientist, who's much type, more, yeah. yeah, somber and yeah. and um, it's it's not quite as funny <laughs> when he does the things he does. It's <laughs> the, the Shannon or uh, uh, Stephen. The distinction is: are your shenanigans cheeky and fun, or are they cruel and tragic? That's the question, <laughs> Stephen. Maybe <laughs> or are. Or is the answer yes? They are all of these. I I do like a little tongue in cheek humor, so maybe I like maybe to go he both could, ways. Uh, he could be trying to bring back his loved one uh, by using <laughs> parts from other plants, lightning, <laughs> to create a Frankenstein plant. <laughs> He'd be a Rick, style, Rick and Morty style character. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rick and Morty style character. That's Rick, actually pretty good. Oh god, no! I don't. I don't. I don't want to go that route. He, he immediately crazy. shot that down. And then you know what? I'm going to rethink down. my entire character. Now. now he doesn't want to do it at all. Scientist, and I'm like, well, how about Rick, who is a crazy scientist? And you offended him so much, he quit the game. <laughs> he decided no, he's, he's not in. You know what? Now we got Tanner. Good night. Oh God! Oh, Stephen! <laughs> He'll be back. Pause. Pause for Steven. Pause for Steven. Slide for Pause for Steven. There he is. Okay. Slide for Jeffrey. <laughs> I didn't know how long to keep the dick going. I probably <laughs> longer, honestly. So, Stephen, uh, again, you can you can do this uh, any way yeah. you like. If you, if you really do decide you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. No, no, I, um, I still want to do it. It's just they need to stop making suggestions now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's appealing to me to step in, so as the GM, I'm going to say stop making the suggestions. Stephen, is that a suggestion? <laughs> <clears throat> now <laughs> another reverse card. Do I don't know if I want just like you know uh, I don't know how well a town would tolerate a mad scientist. So I don't know if I should have like a hidden lab or at least something in town, or if I should be more like a wanderer or drifter. So the well. the benefit of the way that this this campaign starts with all of you being brought together and being sent to a place that I I, I will say up front none of your characters have ever been and know right. nothing about so that'll okay. be part that'll have to be part of your your history is okay. that you are by design in this setting a wanderer now you might have an established shop where you come from okay or you might have you know a um, oh I forget the name. Uh, uh, oh, there's a specific name for that kind of like cover wagon, uh, Costanega or something like that. Anyway, there's like a specific kind of wagon. You might have something like that where you're kind of like not a snake oil salesman necessarily, but uh, mm-hmm. you travel around, you do the things. That I have when, a wagon, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, snake people need some magic. So I give it to them. Yeah, when it gets when things get a little too hot, when they get a little, the heat turns up a little bit, you pull up stakes and you take off, and, and that yeah. way you're not a uh, you know in one place too long. Um, again, less of a snake oil salesman, but more of a like, hey, I'm actually useful and can do things for you. But if anybody starts, you know, say the local church starts sniffing around and calling it heresy, well, time to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. No, I can, can totally be Captain that. Nemo from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I call yeah, it an automobile. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing. Um, 
there are uh, there are uh, it's not just horses that you get around on. I mean, there because okay, the so the tech is on, there are higher than okay. Yeah, um, a full on car would be seen as out of place, but like a steampunk mm-hmm. sort of like powered wagon, um, mm-hmm. totally. Um, okay. There are, and I'll see if I can find a picture of what it's supposed to look like. Um, there are vehicles sort of known as, well, actually, here's here's one. Um, you guys have seen those penny-farthing bicycles, right? Like the ones with the big front wheel? Yeah. Um, so it's not that, but they, they call it, I'm giving you actually a historical example, something called a velocipede, which is basically a rudimentary motorcycle. It looks oh, like so that. Um, is, is that what you meant that by motorcycle? Thing. It powers the engine underneath it. Yes, yes, okay. that's what I meant. Because originally I was thinking, man, it would be cool if my log dog character rode into town on a motorcycle. But now that I've seen it, I think I'm gonna stick to a horse. <laughs> I think yeah, they're not. Um, they're not particularly cool looking. No. They're powerful. No, but that'd be good for no, I, that, that yeah, that seat. my character would absolutely love that. I think totally. Yeah, and we can talk <laughs> about how to work that in and make that you know part of your your uh, starting infernal. Uh, uh, device potentially and what it what it has to do with you yeah absolutely that'd be cool all right anything yeah, else come to mind you, uh, you got a name yet or uh no i do like Emmett, though i do I like do the too. idea of Emmett's fix yeah. it <laughs> so yeah. you can fix Emmett. <laughs> the only thing he can't fix is himself instead of saying instead of being Emmett brown why don't you be Emmett? be Emmett black smith I think Emmett Black's Emmett, a good name. Emmett Blacksmith. <laughs> do you no, do no, any so, blacksmithing? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Emmett Blacksmith. Emmett Blacksmith. Yeah. It's his full name. This is what only his last name. And then, and then, and then, hang on. When he first names this shop, he names it Blacksmith's Shop, and everyone comes around with like their horse hooves and shit, and he's like, no, that's not what Wait, I do. I don't think why we So then he. So then he changes it to Emmett's Fix-It Shop, and that's why it's because you had to fix Emmett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's 17 oh, jokes yes. in one. <laughs> God damn. The hits just keep on coming. Okay. All Let's right. Go. Cool. So we got some some basics like there. That. Um, yeah. That's, that's a good. Uh, importantly, is he, I mean, I, well, I, maybe importantly, maybe not. Um, uh-huh. is, is, he, is he white? Is he black? Is he Asian? Uh, oh, haven't decided. Yeah, I literally just came up with the character. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so he could be so. older, younger. We can we can figure all that out. I'm thinking no definitely older. Uh, at least okay. not at the beginning of the war if it's too long ago. But that yep. might also tie into I don't know the um, in what infernal uh, elements. I don't know what effect yeah. that has on the human body. So yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll somebody off the top of your head, remind me, Civil War was 1860-ish, right? I, I believe correctly. so. States person. 2028. So, so that's a different one. So, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, not yet. Uh, 60, not 61 through 65. Yeah. Oh, that's Civil War okay. 1, not Civil yeah. War 2. Which is, which is pretty, um, pretty analogous to the story because, again, Gettysburg kind of shuts it off, but I think that's 63. Um, Stephen, okay. th- this story starts in May of 1884. Okay, so yeah, so it would have been be... about twenty years. Perfect. Yeah, that yeah. that may work. I yeah, like that. That's <laughs> what I, I realized. I could I could base it on the Civil War time frame, and that would. Oh, I could so, just tie yeah. him into being like an ex soldier in the Civil sure. War, and yeah, Absolutely. okay, and not and not necessarily a deserter, just someone who her participant. Yeah, who was point, yeah, it was be, a veteran. 
that might be true of of more than one of you at some point. So yeah, yeah. okay. That's actually one of the things I want to note on uh, old Phineas Thatcher was the reason why he's anti-violence was he was also that kind of Civil War veteran and. <clears throat> He saw some. Sh- he also saw some shit too. Atrocities caused a lot of atrocities, and yeah. just kind of swore that off. Saw the pain that it was that it caused, and just didn't want to do it again. He, since it sounds like everybody's kind of like noting their infernal item. Uh, if you see mm-hmm. the picture of Phineas, he's got a, a watch, and the concept of that is to be able to like track. Uh, what do we call that? Arcane or no? Infernal. Infernal, yeah, sorry. Um, like, infernal creatures or what have you, but there's limitations, obviously, to it. Um, right. But he, he has no, uh, like, physical, like, shooting or abilities or anything. He's just a pure researcher, investigator. Nice. Yeah. See, yeah. I liked, I think uh, my guy went the complete opposite route from the war. Like, he just wanted to keep blowing yeah, shit up. Violent. Yeah. You and we can just so, <laughs> yeah there there is a there's definitely a um hindrance and i don't remember the name of it off the top of my head but it's it's very much geared toward like you are violent to a fault yeah. it's 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 fallout bloody mess but it's uh, problems but that's a good thing <laughs> now now i want i don't know if i can do that like i don't want it to be my first Ant, like answer to a problem but i <laughs> sure. want it to yeah. be the easy one for him <laughs> right yeah yeah that the easy way to go is just like i just have keep... this this is my way right. i'm gonna do this yeah. i'd have to look at the i'll see if i can like skim through the um the the main deadlands book real quick and find it because i know it's not it's not a new one for deadlands or i'm sorry the, the main savage worlds book it's not a new one for deadlands so it's not in there but it yeah. should be in the adventurer's uh rule book it's one of the okay. kind of standard um hindrances that would basically be like you take the easiest route to solve your problems, which most of the time in this you know world is going to be violence, violence. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bloodthirsty. There it is. I just found it. Nice. Yeah. It says specifically. On that one. Uh, oh, I can do no, it. Is a, it is a major only. Oh, oh shit. Nice. Yep. There it is, is listed as a major. That was a minor. So should I be insane and bloodthirsty? I don't know. If that's good <laughs> Are you a murderer? You'd have, you'd have to portray that character. Yeah. Yeah, can't, right. can't, can't. Yeah. I think I can do that. Maybe you kill people um, uh, and nobody knows about. It. Maybe you're a serial killer undercover. You're a serial killer in these the, towns. The closest, taking the, the closest I'm seeing, yeah. the closest I'm seeing to that as a as a minor option, unless I've missed it. Then they're like, uh, well, okay, here, here you go. There, yeah, there's mean, which is basically you're like curmudgeonly, you're a dick. Um, mm. There's also ruthless, which can be minor that's or major. That's the ruthless. ruthless. The fanatic will do almost anything to accomplish their goals. As a major, you harm anyone and everyone who gets in your way. As a minor, you stop short of true harm to anyone except those who directly oppose you. Um, so okay. that that might fit what you're going for, but yeah. again, by by definition, what we're talking about is bloodthirsty and it's major. You like, never take prisoners unless you're under direct supervision yeah. of a superior. Uh, you're cold blooded. You cause enemies to respond in kind, often costing vital information, uh, creating constant enemies, and it might get you in trouble with superiors and authorities. Okay, I I like the ruthless route. Like I want him to be, yeah. you know, sociable. Like still talk with sure. people. But yeah. yeah, again, he's insane, and sometimes he doesn't get the message across, and sometimes yeah. he has to go to absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's also, uh, and this is more about uh, um, 
responding to things, but vengeful uh, is like that, Ooh. basically like going for for payback. So that's a minor or major option. Uh, okay. Minor, it's more about seeking it legally, you know, which varies by situation. Nah, uh, but the major the one, you don't give a shit about the law. It doesn't matter. Nah. That would basically be like if somebody <laughs> if the the situation here is if somebody wrongs you, they're going to get it back in spades. I I, I think that that'll work for my character. So yeah. yeah, and again, we we can we don't have to get all the specifics right now, but something mm-hmm. to think about as a as an option. And okay, the only awesome. thing that can calm his bloodthirsty rage, you guessed it. Bullet <laughs> Everyone's a drunk. I think that's how me and your character will meet, Shannon. Is <laughs> getting drunk a... and hammering oars. Or can you get along at least? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll at least get along. Actually, Hunter, yeah. that, that was the name of my second album. After Hunter and I split a, split as a group after Mumblings and Grumblings. <laughs> Mumbles I, and problems. I, uh, I made an album just like ha- uh, sipping drinks and hammering whores. That was my second album. It didn't do so well. It didn't do great. <laughs> the first uh, single, and you. the first single from it was actually called Bullet Yeah, now that, it did okay. It did okay. It did alright. You're up. Last I'm hero. apparently going to be the most normal of the entire group. Well, to be fair, <laughs> you were a blue monster last time, so True. Very true. Um, I could not decide what sort of class I wanted to be, so I'm sticking with your classic common folk, but I'm going to flavor that as uh, she's a horse rancher. Okay. And seeing that we are a group going out, she could be providing the horses for the group. (laughs) Oh, she could be Bonnie from uh, Red Dead Redemption. The first thing that popped in my head describing your character is she ain't got no learning. (laughs) <laughs> no learning. Uh, I don't know if uh, that's no, necessarily she's, true. <laughs> she is a no nonsense, hardworking person because she's had to make her own way. Um, sure. Her name is Fern Hawthorne. And I was going to put her at 30, but seeing that everybody else is like going on the more older end, we'll go mid 30s. She's still going to be the, the younger one in the group, yep. but. Um, Again, yeah, you're going to be seasoned heroes, so it makes sense yeah. they're a little bit older, yeah. or at least on the yeah. close to and, nearing, you know, middle age. And being yeah, a horse rancher, totally I assume fine. she has her own like ranch, right? Like and all that stuff. Yes. And is the ranch yeah, that's, called? That's the whole point. It's named after her family. Maybe would it be called like mm. Hawthorne Heights? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I hadn't got that far, but that would be kind of funny. And um, any more of the song will get us copyright struck. <laughs> we just changed the words. No, I hadn't Yo, thought that far dude. on there. Um, but hindrance-wise, I figured she would also kind of have obligation on there with sure. running a horse yeah. farm. And uh, she does have a second hindrance, but only Hunter knows about it. So it's true. It and I'm true. not divulging the rest. I know, I know things about this character oh, that weird. won't be shared here. Will you, will, will you tell me later? <laughs> well, yes, because your character does no, indeed have no, the curious. No, I'm not going to uh, tell anybody. And their hindrance, so. I mean, I can tell you what the hindrance is if you really want to know, but I'm going to tell you no, what the no, title no, 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 save it. I'm yeah. curious. I want to see. It. I want to see it play out. So we're keeping we're keeping friend Hawthorne very close to the chest here. Um, yes. she's a, she's a horse rancher, and that's what you get to know for the time being. Pretty much. Okay, and of course, you know, a member of the Twilight Legion, but we'll have to divulge more of that at a later point in time. All right, guys, so um, I unless you guys have anything else to add for now, I think that's mostly going to wrap things up for us. I, I initially said we were going to 
uh, work on specifics after this. I don't think that's happening. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and we have we have days. So well, I'm going to let these guys kind of work on it to the best of their ability. And yeah. then whatever they need me to look over afterward, I'll go in and, and do I, I was going to say, part meeting. of the fun for me of the for the, of this is like uh, I want to explore everything and kind of come to my own decisions. Sure. And then take what I'll do. What I'll normally do is I'll come up with something really bad, take it to Hunter, he'll fix it, and then I have a character <laughs> that I enjoy. But I have to first make the mistakes so that he can fix them. You can't. You can't start there. Ah, it'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, I, I again, Savage Worlds is a more specific um, system than than Candela's is, so I can't be quite as lean. You know, I'm just like, yeah, you got it. It's whatever. It's fine because there are certain things that if I don't control can can break a game. Um, but I'm not super worried about it here. Again, this is a very sandboxy type of game. Uh, it's very open ended. I intend for it to take a pretty significant period of time. It's going to take a while. So. Um, yeah, I want these characters to start out the way that you guys want them, and then, of course, things will change over time. It's also not out of the question, and I don't want to, to, to jinx myself here or anything, or you guys for that matter, uh, that you might have to roll up new heroes of Savage Worlds as a deadly system. We haven't seen a ton of that in the, the horrors of Perryville because we've been kind of playing it uh, quick and down and dirty as these kind of one-shots that might take you know two or three sessions for us. Uh, but this being a long campaign, I mean, you guys are going to be pretty regularly in different kinds of danger, and you never know when the dice might fail you. So these are our characters for now. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that changes sometime along the way. Couple but I think, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was just curious, like reading through the book, there's the Harold, Harold, whatever. Uh -huh. How yes. does the death work in Deadlands? Or do we want to just save that for most? What happens, happens. The, the quick answer is this. Most of the time, death is just death. For for a PC anyway, for for a, and I'm I'm doing this out of like out of the game world for a second as as a GM. Most of the time, death is just death. Um, certainly, there is uh, there there are ghosts. Ghosts exist in this world, so in some ways, people come back from death. Um, not often as as your characters, although we might you know this the story might lend itself to that. Uh, but like, can you fight ghosts? Yes, like ghosts can can. Uh, people can be brought back from the dead in that way or come back from the dead in that way. Harrowed is basically uh, zombies for, for that matter also are, are a thing. Um, so your the actual body can reanimate. Harrowed is basically a very specific kind of zombification in a way. Um, but the, when a person has died, a Manitou, which is one of the, the spirits that the, the uh, Native Americans brought about with a reckoning, um, and usually a major one, almost like a demon, like you would think of a Christian like demon, um, inhabits the body. Well, when it brings it back, it has to bring back part of the original soul as well. And so a harrowed character, be it a, a player, because technically there is a way to do that, um, <clears throat> or, or an NPC is one that it has is constantly dealing with an internal struggle of who's in charge, the original person or the demon, the Manitou. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's almost like its own character class. So you're constantly dealing with certain negatives and of course, certain positives. You um, don't have to breathe anymore, but people can smell the stench of death on you. Uh, you again, regularly have to literally fight off this demon within you, or it can take control and cause some real problems. And if it becomes, if it fully takes dominion, you're gone forever. And then it uses your body to make a bunch of bad shit happen. Basically. What's that? I said, so it can start the day as me and end the day like Steven. Just madness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Is it one of those uh, things so that we, if, uh, if the demon takes over, as we did in the old Star Wars campaign, whenever you know you, you went down the dark side, does it become your character at that point? Yep. Ooh. Yep. Switches over to me, and then I take control of it. Um, technically, you can start play that way, too, but usually that's one of those things where you don't tell everybody in advance, hey, this is what's happening. Um, and like I said, it's I, I don't want to discourage anybody from doing it, but it is sort of its own very, you know, big thing i i personally and i don't want to give away too much here i would like to if we're going to do that unless somebody's just really dead set on doing that to start with i'd like to save that because if a character dies then we can approach the idea that maybe they become harrowed and then you rather than creating a new character you come back as this character yeah it's one of those things that is not a guarantee it doesn't happen every time within the world but if you're talking about like just me and you outside the game one-on-one we can definitely explore that yeah what it's worth, Finn is very smart and he can bring back people. No, I don't know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anything else, guys? I have questions for you, but I'll save it to after the show. Okay, cool. All right, well then, I, I think this is probably a good time to, to wrap it up. It was, it was actually way more involved than I thought it was going to be, which is great. Um, this gives our, our listeners a lot to work with before we actually start. So uh, to give you a timetable of what to expect next week, which would uh, be Tuesday the 16th. Uh, again, we've had some conflicts on scheduling. So the, the idea is that we plan to do uh, the first episode of this in terms of, of live and being seen. You can watch it on our, on our Facebook page uh, next Monday. That would be the 15th. It's Martin Luther King day. We'll be recording that that evening, uh, but you can listen to it then on the 16th. And then going forward, we're back on our regular play schedule uh, on Tuesday nights, which means you'll either hear it late Tuesday night or, you know, hopefully early Wednesday by the latest. Um, and, uh, to the best of my knowledge, unless something comes up, we're we're pretty well dedicated to your your regular weekly schedule. Um, if this is somehow your first episode of PZ eighty five plays, welcome. Uh, I hope you have a chance to go back and check out our backlog. It is extensive. There's a lot to listen to. If you want something similar to what we're about to do, you want to hear kind of the way the Savage Worlds games play, uh, look at any of the episodes labeled Horrors of Fairyville. Again, they're all played with that system. Uh, while everything we've played up to this point has been very modern, uh, it'll give you an idea of kind of the way the mechanics work with the exploding dice and the, the uh, shaken and wounded uh, uh, injury system and all that. Uh, so it'll give you some idea of what to expect there. But uh, with all that said... I hope you guys are ready to come along for the ride because this is going to be pretty extensive. Horror at Headstone Hill begins uh, now less than one week's time uh, from today. So until then, uh, for Shannon, for Kaz, for Lindsay, and for Steven, I am your Game Master Double H, and we'll see you out on the high plains, partner. Bullet the bar!